Hello. Hello. Here we are. I guess you were a little something. Anyway, what do we got today? Well, we just did, I did a workout. Yes. We programmed TFS today for the gym. Yeah. Which was a, originally a between the ears workout, wasn't it? Mm, how so? I feel like you programmed that. Yeah, I programmed that before the practice started. Mm-hmm. Before I did the practice, though. But it was in the spirit of like a between <clears throat> the ears workout. Yeah, for sure. So it's 50 reps of like a dumbbell complex. Yeah. And it's like a man maker on steroids. Right. And you asked me this morning, like, are you going to do this workout? And... I really did not want to do the workout. And it's not really because it's like the world's hardest workout. I mean, it is very hard. Mm-hmm. But I guess part of me like didn't feel like doing the work. Mm. Not physically, but just like mentally. I'm also in the practice 2.0. And I thought about, I, I'm at week three. I haven't started it yet. And I guess today I sort of felt like I hit, or maybe yesterday and today, kind of just like being overwhelmed, I guess. And I don't know if it's like the Groundhog Day or the overwhelming notion of like just the unknown or I don't know, because when I think about it, like there's nothing inherently I'm unhappy about with our current situation or I don't know. It just felt it, but it did feel overwhelming. What does overwhelming to you feel like um i guess it depends on the situation but in this case kind of just like the wind came out of my sails a little bit okay so instead of feeling like yeah i'm gonna like get up and like do the cold shower like yeah that that's awesome and i'm gonna get out on a walk with the dogs and feel like good and bring value to the day, I kind of feel like a little bit exhausted. Fatigue. Fatigue, I guess. And and more so because it's like, can I keep that up for X many number of days? Can I keep that? I guess it's overwhelmed by the thought of, what if I can't keep up that, like, go get them attitude for another 300 days? So is... Is feeling overwhelmed to you more of a thought or is it a physical feeling? I think it's both. What does it physically feel like? Yeah, physically it feels a little bit like agitated, tired. Um, sometimes like kind of numb. Like just without that, not butterflies in your stomach, but you know when you're having like a day where it's just like, you just want to crush things and like life is great. Yes. There's like a feeling with that. Yeah. Not that. Not that. <laughs> the okay. absence We're good of any at of that. It's interesting because you're good at identifying what it doesn't feel like, but you're struggling with identifying what it does feel yeah, like. Yeah. I'm saying in contrast to the sort of butterfly energy, no, I understand. kind of like tingling feeling of excitement and I don't want to use the word motivation, but let's just use it for this Yeah, you're case. inspired. You're, it is yeah. more of a dullness numbness okay kind of hollowness which is interesting because when i think of people that are overwhelmed 
I wouldn't think of... You think of anxiety? Yeah, yeah. more so anxiety, more this nervous energy, like maybe I'm antsy. I think the agitation for sure. I mean, you know, did you just burp in I'm my sorry. face? sorry. <laughs> oh I didn't mean to. I just burped and I realized this microphone was not a barrier anyway um yeah so i think it's and you know of course everyone and you're not you're not feeling overwhelmed wrong nobody mm -hmm. is it's your experience but what i think is interesting about that is looking at the physical experience that exists when you then classify you feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. so are you feeling overwhelmed or are you just tired yeah well, I guess when I look at mentally, that's where I come up with the overwhelmed piece. Sure. Because it's like, well, why am I feeling this way? What's going on in my head? And then when I start to connect the thoughts, those thoughts are like, okay, those to me sound like being overwhelmed. So that's where I end up with that label. So then how do you respond? So it sounds like you're aware of the fact that you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. It sounds like you're, yeah. you're like, hey, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by current situation which is a little bit different than if if I was if I was studying for a master's degree working a full-time job and a single mother me being overwhelmed in that situation would probably be very different in terms of the feelings versus being overwhelmed in the current situation which is not really being able to change scenery not really going out much kind of repeating a lot of the same things see what I'm saying so like yeah. the situation, how you're overwhelmed, <clears throat> what you're overwhelmed by, I guess, would determine the So when you're feelings. overwhelmed, and it sounds to me like when you describe how you become overwhelmed, it's less about there being an overwhelming amount of things, mm-hmm. master's degree, kids, job, physical fitness, social relationships, like it sounds less about there being this like excessive amount of things and more so the opposite, but the monotony, the, you know, the one, 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 everything is the same. The overwhelming nature of that. Yeah. Like if you said, if I said you're going to meditate, okay, this isn't not a good example to use you. If you asked any average person, you're going to sit in this room and stare at this wall for seven days straight. Yes, please. They would feel probably overwhelmed by that, exactly. even though there's zero task. That's where So I'm you're at. overwhelmed. Okay, so you're overwhelmed yeah. there. And yeah. I think that that makes sense. Um, you do not get really overwhelmed by 50 items on your list. You get overwhelmed by one item on the list. Yeah. Or that same item being on the list over and over and over. Yeah, I'm. I thrive. I feel can't really use the word good because that's such a what does that even mean my tendency is like in my mind if I'm thinking of how would I tackle this feeling Mm -hmm. some of the thoughts I've come up with is like yeah I should I would like to bake something today I'd like to get back to doing some more interesting cooking today so I feel like I and I don't think that's necessarily wrong but in that one, 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 it's like my solution to that isn't about doing less. It's about doing more, I guess. 
But so today, the point of why I brought up the workout was that workout is one, yeah, one, yep, one for twenty five minutes, and you know the weight for me was like I don't even want to say it. It was it was the right weight. It wasn't too heavy, but it was a weight that was appropriate for me because I it wasn't a throwaway. It was also I a weight to, that in recently you've chosen not to use. Like, I've been using that 35 in every workout. I thought you were using 25s. No. All the... I mean in the past, we'll say year. Yeah, in the past year. I yeah, mean, that's what I mean. Not the past four weeks. The okay. past six months, we'll say. Yeah, so anyway, I didn't have any other option today. And aside from that, it was like the point wasn't to get the fastest time. No. But that workout, there's not really much escaping the monotony. And after one rep, knowing you have 49 of these, and the one took a lot, Mm -hmm. it was just the overwhelming nature of like, I guess some of it's like knowing how each of those things is going to feel. Yes, I know how it feels now when I put my knees up off the ground and I'm like ready to go for the first row. And I know how it feels when you're crouched down and you have to get your shit together to do a dumbbell squat clean thruster and how each of those lunges is going to feel. And then kneeling down again, not letting go of the dumbbells. To get well, you put together. in a tremendous amount of work and you really don't get rewarded if you look at how many I have left. Right. And that's, you know, when part of the why this was a between years thing is because it was like, yeah, work really hard. And guess what? Like, you're not going to get like a good yeah. job at the end of it. Not to say that don't give people good jobs, but like keep doing the fucking work. Right. And yeah, there's no distractions. Five no t- reps is like, so what? Yeah, but f- what it takes for you to accomplish five reps is significant. Right. But doing f- but five reps compared to fifty is just like oh my god. So there's a very overwhelming nature to it in yeah. that it is requiring right. a ton of energy. If you do it right, if you just go through, so what it is is dumbbell row, dumbbell row, dumbbell push up, squat clean thruster. Right, jump your feet between the dumbbells. Squat clean thruster. Squat clean thruster. Lunge, lunge. Front rack, lunge, lunge. Front rack, lunge, and then other side lunge. That's one. Um, and ideally, not letting go of the dumbbells. Now, yeah. not letting go of the dumbbells, once you've done it that way with that standard, you kind of, I don't think, can... No, it would be like a complex. Deviate. Like if you go deadlift, hang clean, front no, squat, press. No, I mean press. between reps, your whole thing has been... Keep your hands on the dumbbells. Now, yeah, I mean, part of that is to stay connected to. It's kind of like walking away from your square, right? Like staying engaged uh, with where you're at. Yeah, and I think you know there. So there's a version of it in the practice that that's part of it, and then for but for this one, there's not. Like this one is just like hey, right? But once you've done it that way, I think like it's a natural thing to continue. Well, that again, way. it's a thing that you can choose to do. Yeah, and in something like that, in the presence of being overwhelmed we often focus on what we can't do but and and, you know or something out of control but this is like you still have a choice to stay in it because the the, i think that the not the remedy to being overwhelmed but a helpful tool 
when feeling overwhelmed by the one, 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 or the huge list of things is to be present and focused and, and sort of, you know, aggressive in mm-hmm. the now. So stop. stop. So I guess one of the things with that, that relates to the current state and just to be honest and make it yeah. personal is like the, the way to like the, there's a pressure, I guess. Stop it. No. When I thought about why was I getting overwhelmed during the workout? I think a lot of it was like the pressure to, I should, I should be going faster. I sh- it's- Come on, right here. Yeah. All of our listeners know we have a dog and that there's the UPS people. So I guess then I thought, well, what is the pressure? Why do I feel like I have to go faster? Like why the pressure and the same thing with being overwhelmed if I think about why I'm overwhelmed right now, a lot of it is external pressure mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with. So, so do you want to dive into the workout or the non-workout part of this? Like yeah, I, mean, what... I think the non-workout part is yeah. more relevant. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, me. I mean, it is interesting though. Just real quick, why did you feel pressure to go faster? Um. Yeah, like I didn't want to be leaning on. I didn't want to be letting myself off the hook with like, it's okay to like take your time and go slow. Like you should still be like killing yourself. Okay. That, that entered my head. Like, like, like don't use the excuse to just like, oh, well it is hard. I should take a rest and I want to be very like purposeful. So it's like, well, if you can do another rep, you like, don't be like weak in like not, executing that rep mm-hmm. so you think that because you're not going fast or killing yourself you're a shitty human human being not a shitty human being but that i'm not doing my best i'm not working as hard as i could mm-hmm. but what if you were to say what if that each rep you did was like super intentional movement quality was good but, felt the most. Right. I guess what I was saying is I should maximize the pace that I can go while maintaining that. You want to challenge yourself. Yeah. And so that question of like, can I go faster? Mm-hmm. Am I just, am I taking an unnecessary rest or can I go faster? Like that was very much, but I don't know that that's that unusual. I no, mean, I in it, so. you're thinking like, shit, like, do I need to keep resting or can I, can I do another rep right now? Yeah. Um, so that was that pressure of just like work hard. Yeah. Which is also though programmed into it intentionally Mm -hmm. because there's only so fast you can do that. You know, if that was burpees or kettlebell swings or rowing, like, you know, something that's more cyclical in nature that you can go faster sort of without thinking about. I guess I mean the rests. When you finish a rep, there is this huge like invitation to to rest. Mm -hmm. And in that space of resting is like, okay, like let me, I got to get like, you have to do another rep. How long are you going to rest for? 
How long is enough time? Yeah. So that was some of it. That was the pressure during the workout. What about outside of the workout? Overwhelming, being pressure. How do those, what's the, what's the link you're trying to make? Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's almost the same. Am I doing enough? Yeah. (laughs) Am I doing enough and not really like for me, uh, I mean, what more can I do? What more can I be doing? Like the gym right now is my focus, I guess, for work, Yeah. for my purpose. And it's like, okay, uh, having this guest on, is that a good idea? Is that offering something of value to people? Was that a stupid idea? Is that not what people want? Do they want something else? Am I wasting people's time? Is this, how much longer are they going to find value in this? Like that pressure is a constant every day. And that pressure is coming from how you think others are going to Yeah, it's not from any actual feedback. Nobody has emailed me and said, I thought that was not valuable or I don't like what you're doing Uh or I think you should be doing this. It's just my own worry right that that's what's happening that i am not doing enough something is lacking so i mean i guess my question is when do you ever know when do you ever know if what you're doing is enough when do you ever know if people are going to find value in it when do you ever know the answers to these questions when was the last time you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt <clears throat> that apparently across the board, 100% success. Yeah, I, you don't. No. But I think there's a lot of, even with like in my personal life, when I think of, you know, am I doing enough? Like, am I doing enough in our relationship? Am I spending too much time on the gym? Am I too tired at night? You know, am I to am I putting too much effort into our cooking am I putting you know I mean it's like there's a lot of that same that same gap between reps is what I experience a lot of like it doesn't matter how hard I went and how awesome that one rep was it's the like the focus is on like well I'm resting too much it doesn't matter, like, if I did cook an amazing dinner or we had a great day or I had an awesome, taught an awesome class. It's like, shit, I don't think I spent enough time with Bill today. Like, those are the, so you're that's what's always looking me. for what's not there. Yeah. Not what's not there, but like, yeah, what's, what could be better? So what's the remedy for that? Well, I guess it's focusing on what is there. Yep. Um, I do also feel like from a real action, tangible thing, it's like having communication and getting feedback. So in our case, that's kind of easy. Simply saying like, is there something you need from me? Right. Or for the gym, you know, it could be a survey. Hey, is this something you're finding valuable? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Just to co- course correct if it's not. Mm-hmm. What if I said, yeah, I need something more from you. I need 
you know, two hours at night where we can just distraction free. That's all we're talking about. That's all we're thinking about. And you're already, and you already feel like you're giving the most that you can give, that you are doing your best. Then what? Well, I'd like to say that then I could tell you that, but to be honest, then I would feel really deflated. Like I am like best effort. Like I'm giving my best effort right now and it's not enough. So there's a, there's a inherent flaw in valuing yourself basically off of other people's wants and needs. Right. I guess I interpret that to be honest as like, yeah, I'm doing a shitty job as a wife because I can't meet your need. Right. But the thing is, you don't know why I need that. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know where, if I'm saying, yeah, you're not doing, I could be completely ignoring opportunities, missing opportunities. Um, That could just be when I want to have two hours of free time. And that could be, you know, not considering you. So if you ask me, just like people at the gym, if you ask a survey, hey, what do you guys want? That, I mean, sure, okay. What people want is obviously something we have to pay attention to. and But you can't give everybody what they want. And I think that when you were to say, okay, I'm going to search for feedback, but these questions are the wrong questions. The answers you would get would be, not the be-all, end-all. Do you know what I mean? So what is the answer? I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody has the answer for what some individual, like, has more... No, I mean, I guess what's the answer to navigating that difference? So if I'm saying I feel like I'm giving everything... I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I'm doing my best. Yeah, and then and if I come around I need... and kick you while you're down and say, you're not doing enough. I need two more hours. And you're like, two more hours? Are you kidding me? Or like me. Because now, it's then it would just be all about me. And I think any sort of relationship, be it with others or with yourself, you have to see both sides of it. And so for anybody, I think, for, for people who I think are in relationships, it would be like, look, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I am exhausted. I feel like I have some hesitations. I have some concerns. I don't know how to fucking handle this. I'm navigating this uncertainty. It is one, 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 one. And I have no idea if I'm swimming in the right direction. And now it's like, okay, that's way different than, hey, what do you need from me? Because it's like, yeah, right, depending upon who you ask, it might just be like, Take, 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 take. And so I think in that overwhelmingness or being overwhelmed as well, there's some value to looking at, okay, like what really is it about this situation that I'm not, not like that I'm overwhelmed by, but like how am I operating within this situation? What am I giving? How, how is that responding? If, if, you know, you're not doing enough I think the other thing, and we talked about this yesterday, just you and I were chatting about, because yesterday morning I was kind of, I think it was yesterday morning, it kind of, I was sort of starting to enter into this space. And one of the things I realized is 
worse than feeling like that. Okay, so like then there's overwhelmingness and I feel like, okay, like so maybe with you. Now I'm thinking, you know, is does Bill think I'm, am I providing enough time for Bill? Am I doing enough as a wife? Are people at the gym happy with the value I'm providing? Then the next step for me goes to like a self-defense mechanism where it's like, well, if Bill can't be happy with what I'm doing, I'm doing my best Mm -hmm. and I can't believe that's not acceptable to him. Or, well, people at the gym, you know, they wanted this and then nobody showed up. And, And now I'm creating not only something that potentially wasn't there, but I'm building in a bigger story that then fosters resentment, which Mm -hmm. I think is something that people that's, as we've talked about, the resentment piece can be really the, the problem more so than the initial concern. And that is that energy drain. So, so, so I mean today that workout for me, and this is why I think we've talked about it before talking about things is important. And Mm -hmm. obviously like, you coaching, your coaching and your ability even in this to like coach me through that and have me think about it differently is extremely valuable. And then on top of that, having that experience in a movement where I'm not thinking, I wasn't thinking during that workout about you or about the gym. No. But it was such a objective way to frame how I perceive things. Yeah. And that is where like the movement stuff, there is so much value. And obviously you coach that class and providing those cues. I mean, sure, it's important to hear, keep the dumbbells close, whatever. But the reminder of like all the other things of how you're approaching it was really where the benefit was. And and, and having that experience to walk away from and be like, wow, okay, I I did do it. It was one, 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 one. Mm-hmm. And how did I have to shift and focus and what came up and all those things that you can't get out of just sitting around and talking? No. The other thing I said was like, you need to honor where you're at. And if that's putting the dumbbells down and taking a break, then that's what it is. But you then like accept it and, and, and action it like, with everything you have. And so if it's taking a break, then it's taking a break because it's, it's, it's not gonna, you're gonna have to take a break anyway. Anyway. So one of the things I think about the over being like the overwhelmed, especially when we think about like what we're moving is, yeah. Like, can you accept like how you are being in this present moment? I think is like a major thing and because being overwhelmed by either external stimuli pressure environment whatever that might be it could be coronavirus it could be 55 pound dumbbells it could be people whatever it might be but like the external environment isn't going to be what helps you resolve feeling overwhelmed it's the internal environment it's you that's going to navigate amidst that. And so looking at, can I accept how I'm being right now, either good or bad? And I kind of put that in air quotes, but like, yeah, this is my best right now. And you might have to like have a come to Jesus moment with yourself where, yeah, I don't have two more hours at night to give. 
I'm absolutely doing my best. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to help. I'm open to whatever. But like, how can you accept how you're, how you're operating? And I think that that's a ch- that's a tough one. That's really a tough one. For I do folks to look at. I think though that the practice of doing it, I think today having the awareness i mean this morning i just journaled just a little bit and jotted some things down but certainly that's where the practice of recognizing that stuff it it certainly is easier i think in the past i would have probably cascaded into maybe an argument or something till i like hit that breakdown point but i do think this morning i did i was able to sort of recognize like yes where where am I and as I said like nothing has really fundamentally um not changed but like not looking at the external environment in other words like how can I internally reshift my not I guess perspective's a word but like what do I need to do to as you're saying accept where I am and I think I'm owning that and and proud that like I did that today without my previous way of handling things would be to not recognize it and then just have it continue to build until it finally hit a point of like, you know, rock bottom or getting pissed off or having an argument or whatever that end of running into a wall looks like. Yeah. I mean, I think that, just paying attention to the internal and can you recognize the signs can you see the signals can you feel them that's that's going to be i think the where the answer lies because yeah hey give two more hours a night like that's just a tactic that's just a patch well Yeah. yeah it's like if you but it's not that maybe it's not that maybe it's like no you need to go to bed an hour earlier and maybe we can carve out 30 minutes at the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's any number of approaches and ways to skin the cat, which is why I think that, you know, there's like this whole one size fits all thing. Not that, I'm, I mean, I'm not pointing at anybody when I say that, but, you know, I kind of am actually not a human being, but all of the, 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 the inti- solution. I got an email. I get, I, I, I subscribe to Medium. I don't know why I subscribe to them anymore. Some of it's interesting. Most of it's garbage. It's like 11 things socially intelligent people don't say. Seven this, eight eight of those. And it's like, the problem is, it's just, it, it, it doesn't have any context. Right. And you're not going to go through your life. I keep saying this, but you're not going to go through your life. And when shit hits the fan, you're not remembering the quotes. Mm -hmm. You're not remembering the list of 13 things the emotionally elite do. You're not. You're you're not. they're not not attached to you either. And they're all rational things. And in stress, especially stressful environment, your rational mind fucking abandons you. Your brain shuts off front to back. Guess what's in the front of the brain? Most of the, where that rational decision-making kind of stuff is. The prefrontal cortex, all of that. It goes 
That's the first thing to go. Boom, front to back. And the role of our emotions is way more powerful. We, we, we look at how other people are operating. Like, and that's the other thing. Like, we have to pay attention to the external environment. We can't, like, probably... It's impossible to say, no, I'm going to completely ignore it because that's not good, nor is it realistic. Right. But, like, looking at our internal emotional environment, our our internal states, to then connect to that. And, you know, I think what happens when we're overwhelmed by something, we're disconnected from ourself. And we're only looking at the external and not now, either past or present. Um, past or future, I'm sorry. And I think mostly with the overwhelming, it's going to trend towards the future. Right. Versus on the grief, sorrow, regret, that's going to be more towards past. the past. So the other thing that that workout brings up that, you know, like you, we talked about addressing today also was like the standards. So how do you see that fitting in? Or maybe it doesn't fit into this, but that is an element of that workout. Do the practice if you want to figure it out. Honestly, that might sound like an asshole answer, but like it's a workout in the practice that the people who do it, there's plenty of people who don't do it because they say, fuck that, that's way too hard looking. I'm not going to do it. Okay. You want to figure, you want to get the answer to that? Do it. Because the other thing is that's five weeks in. The person you started and then the, like, so if you just go do that workout right now versus if you did the practice and then five weeks over it, you're going to be a different person. Right. Well, you'll have uncovered more to when you yeah. get to that point yeah. to, to bring yeah. with So you if you want the table. full experience, revisit that and do, yeah. or, or sign up and do it. Obviously, I'm going to try to answer it though as well. Or I guess standards as it relates to the current environment. Like what does that mean to you? Irrelevant of the workout. My personal standards? Yeah, like how are you using, like, and maybe this environment or this current state isn't really having an impact on you. I don't know. Mm, it is. Like, how can, how would you see using standards as a way to, do you see that as a way to navigate the day-to-day? -day? Yeah, for sure. How am I being? For me, it always goes back to the how. Ironically, standards are usually, like, cold Right. And like, hey, you either met it or you didn't. Great. For a test, understood. You know, for, for in the military, yes, you either hit the target or you did not. You either did this or did not. You passed, you failed. I'm sorry. I've yet to, to really encounter a pass-fail in your like normal, daily, especially internal emotional response to right. life. And so I think that when we start to look at the standards, and that's part of the practice thing, is like starting to question and rip apart our approach to standards. I have high standards. That's something that we hear often. Like I'm just somebody who has high standards. And it's like, okay, do you have high standards or are you completely inflexible? Hmm. And that's a major one. Why have you never asked me that? To save our marriage. Oh, my God. You're already my hardest client. <laughs> Your hardest pro bono client. Well, I mean, but that is, yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I don't think I've ever literally heard you say that. And that 
certainly resonates. I think yeah, that's because the, and here's why it's I have very really, inconvenient to think of it in that way. Well, here's why I haven't really said it because that can be jarring and it can be accusatory and it can be it can it can sting, and not everybody's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I was on um, Christina Previtt's podcast. She asked me about authenticity and why do you sometimes struggle with it. And I said, "There's not a fucking cell in my body that's trying to be somebody else." That's not what I mean by my struggle with being authentic. My struggle is more so not like actually being me because I don't want to be like actioning and presenting that to the like world. Like saying like, look, like not not going the other way of like being like, well, I'm just going to have just brutal honesty. And if you don't like it, you couldn't hear it. And you're mm-hmm. weak and you're a pussy and fuck right. you. It's like, no, I'm not saying that. But it's like having things within me that I feel strongly about. But that I know, like pulling punches, really is like it's like so what it is. So not sharing with me that statement is kind of pulling a punch versus being authentic. Yeah, yeah. or in yes, with you, right. with right. others. Like there's a lot I think that, and I also recognize that the the more recently the world in which I operated in, there's some gold in that world. Mm-hmm. That this world, like that, just there's there's currency in the world of being on an ODA. That has no value in like the quote civilian world. But finding how you exchange that mm-hmm. is I think what, what I'm trying to do and trying to, to figure out. Because yeah. there's some things and there's, I mean, being a small business owner, being customer service, there's a lot of stuff where if it was on the ODA, if I were to call up, if I were to call up Nick, old Nick Whitting mm-hmm. and say, look, here's, here's the situation. Hear me out. And just read an exchange. Uh, I mean, first he would laugh. He'd be like, "Are you like an exchange from this world?" Yeah, an exchange yeah, from this world. Yeah. He would be like, "Are you kidding me?" Right, because you those two worlds are the world of the military, like that group that you were in. How how people talk to each other, how people operate. The the, the standard, ironically, the expectation is very different from. This world, yeah, where there's a lot of it's not as stripped down and here's a perfect well. here's a perfect example. This is kind of a joke, but it's also not like like there's truth wrapped up okay. in every joke. You tell someone the the standard response, and you know, like the kind of thing was, hey, if you t- if somebody told you good job, you told them to go fuck off. Mm-hmm. I have probably allowed that to influence me more in this world than I should because and just there's to so translate that because okay. I think you assume that people know what you're talking about okay the point of that being like in this current world a lot of people civilian normal life mm-hmm. people want to be told hey you did a good job and that's part of the exchange you did a good job and then someone's normal response would be thank you mm-hmm for being praised for doing a good job. Yeah. In your world, it was kind of like the fuck you response is sort of like because... I did my job. You did your job. It, good job. I mean, what is a good job? You did your job. You don't need to be praised yes, my for job doing your job. job is to be able to do stuff. High level stuff, impressive right. stuff, whatever it was. Like, wh- right. So... And the difference of those two worlds and fe- what you're saying is navigating how you... Yeah. Right. Like, and so the the essence of that I think is for the individual to approach what they do with 
the buy-in, the ownership, the accountability, mm-hmm. and the passion to do it very well. And to not expect or not or or need over the top right. stuff. Now you pull somebody out from a burning building. Yeah, that's not just like yeah, that's that's one thing, right? Or or you there's different types of things where it's like, yeah, you went above and beyond. That's mm-hmm. why there's also different types of valor medals and all of that stuff, right? But here, it's like just because somebody did their job. Right. They want a pat on the back. They want that recognition. Right. And, right. But anyway. So you got to that point by talking about, you were talking about authenticity, being yourself. Yeah. And that, I'm not sure how that related well, to the I think, standards. I think what, it, what I was trying to, what I was trying to use that as an example of was there's ways of thinking, ways of being that I am aware of. I don't know if I necessarily have it figured out on how not to have it be like kind of a blast to the face okay. of things. Right. And so the last thing I want to do is misrepresent or um, have the value and the essence of the message lost because the the delivery, the delivery yeah. was kind of off. And so I try, that's a struggle for me because there's some things that I can say very directly that have a lot of, I think, value mm-hmm. and people need to hear. And frankly, some of it, it's like, well, you just haven't been exposed to it. Different people haven't been exposed to different things. And I have not been exposed to a lot myself, but that's where people learn from others is by their exposure, by their experiences. And so for right, so saying the that standard, to me about the standard. Yeah, somebody that says, right. and I've heard this a lot with people. And I and and some of my clients, um it depend different people might be at different positions and different readiness levels. I think as a coach you always have to as, as evaluate that but being like yeah i have high standards i i would say that like i'm sorry it's not that you have high fucking standards it's that you're completely inflexible and you're not adaptable or at least presenting that question i think the one thing you do very well is you're not the judge and jury of when you coach people you're not making a judgment on people for me if i really truly believe that i'm not inflexible and that i like that's not a problem then I wouldn't have a problem with it. Oh, that's an interesting thought. You know what? Actually, I, I do think I'm pretty flexible. And so that's an interesting question you pose, but that's not something that well, upsets me. If I if that stings and it's upsetting, it's probably because there's some truth in it. So I think my point is just presenting that to people and they have to make that decision on their own. Like you're not necessarily making that judgment. I mean, maybe you can make that on me because you know me. But like, it's really just for me to decide, am I, is it really about having high standards, whatever that means, or is it about for me being inflexible? But that's exactly the thing though. And that's where the, the standard or standards being only based on one criteria, binary, pass, fail, one or zero, fails to consider the human being. Mm -hmm. And part of that is why standards like are needed. Right. So right? for the so for the games or for sports. For games, rules. The, yeah. There has to be that because it can't be a subjective thing. It has to be as objective as possible. This is where the dumbbell starts, this is where it finishes, regardless of who you are as a person. 
Otherwise, it would be a very unfair. Right. But then you look at, let's look at leadership. Let's look at you or somebody who is in a position of power or, or have leadership. And there's now other human beings involved. The human factor is the X factor that trumps everything else that's going to be on paper, that's going to be measurable. That's not it. If we want that, then we're looking at creating robots Mm -hmm. and using drones and having bots and all of that. As soon as a human being gets involved, every and any kind of prefabricated plan is worthless. Right. And so if we... (gasps) Okay. Nice catch. We, um... We had the camera just get knocked down, but we're recovering. Is it? Yeah, that's good. Okay. And the dogs are up here. High quality production here. This is why standards don't actually matter because you're still listening. Riley? Anyway, so I think that what I'm trying to say with standards, if I can recover, yes, is that... They're not as clear-cut as in no. life they're not as clear-cut no. as we want to make them out they're not yeah. and it's not to say don't have any basis for which you can you know ascertain good like better not as good like like i'm not saying just have to be complete and utter anarchy but consider the human being so for personal standards especially for this thing for being overwhelmed for dealing with covid for all of this stuff that's where I go back to time and time again. You have to look at the how. Mm-hmm. Right. And this workout is a great one too because you could do, I've seen people, I've coached classes where people are doing dumbbell rows and they're dog shit. Right. And they look like crap. And, and, and it's the, like, the thing about that is for this workout in particular, it's not even really about the dumbbell has to go here or there. It's about knowing like knowing your standard for yourself and what you know, like is your standard. I mean, I think that's the point. It's like, what is your own standard? And if you can't even respect your own standard that you set up for yourself, then that's a problem. Sure. So it's not about my standard versus your standard. But if my standard is that I have to use my knees, but I'm going to keep my hips I'm going to put my knees down, but I'm going to use, keep my hips even because I can. And then by rep 20, it's like, no, that's just too hard. I'm deviating from my own standard that I set for myself. Why? Yeah, because but, of a faster time? Because. But that's part of the thing, too. It's like if your standard is to do this, let's just say you go dumbbell row, dumbbell row, push up, squat clean, thruster, lunge, lunge. Right. And you're saying my standard is to keep my hands on the dumbbell the whole time. That's not a personal standard. Mm-hmm. That's a performance outcome-based standard. Got it. That's a what. If your standard is, I'm going to be intentional and give my best and be try to extract the, 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 like the essence of the movement and stay committed to it every time. Okay, that's a standard now. And if your best at that moment is, I, if I do the movement, I'm going to just abandon the quality mechanics because it's hard 
because I'm fatigued, because of whatever. I have to take but rest. I'm going to get it done. Right. Then it's like you've abandoned your own, your, your personal standard for a performance standard where now you're not really actually doing it in the first mm-hmm. place. And so under times of adversity, yeah, like your performance is, you're, you're a human being. Your performance is going to dip when you get fit. Like fatigue sure. is common to all. Yeah. And so performance is going to dip. Yeah, the, the very best. Like, and that's all, like, you look at Michael Jordan, he's got a thing coming out, and, like, he was my hero as a kid, and, uh, anyway, the dude is remembered for winning six national, six world championships, MVP, game-winning shots, and he's, he, he missed way more game-winning potential shots than he made, and would you say he was a failure, he didn't uphold his standard, because if his standard was, when I get the ball at the end of the game, I make that. It's like, well, first of all, you're 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 probably going to be wrong, sure. And it fails to consider all the other human beings, such yeah, as can the guy inbounding even throw you the ball? What about the dude guarding you? What if, like, all of that stuff? And it puts it on the performance, but on the personal, it's like I'm going to be the person who steps up, who wants the ball, who does everything in their power to get it, to put myself in a position to hopefully make the shot. That's different. And so letting the performance, letting the action kind of come to fruition but being able to accept how you operated in it right i think is the yeah and back to what we were talking about before the standards just to your point how are you being yeah i mean i don't know how many other times how many different ways we can we can say it but it's also like well let's try to we have to then consider how many different ways we can Mm -hmm. we can we can be it and You know, for this thing, for me, like, how am I being when I feel antsy or when I feel overwhelmed or when I feel down or when I feel frustrated? Like, all right, can I pay attention to the signal? Right. And then understand, like, how is it driving me? Because mm-hmm. it is. And, like, how am I being right now? And then looking at within myself, like, who who sort of am I and how do I want to be? And how can then the what be a reflection of that versus right. just the tactic, the slapstick kind of patchwork that fails to consider the human being. I don't know if any of that made sense. Yeah, it did. And I think, and not to, again, like say the same things, but, and that is something that takes practice. It takes practice. It takes work. It takes failing. It takes sometimes forcing it. It takes... Well, it also just takes pausing and stopping and recognizing. Yesterday, I really had to think like, and that was a moment for me, an external thing that I was traditionally would point to saying, this annoyed me. And then I realized in pausing and I sat down and I did nothing and I just stopped. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was not the external thing. Like, sure, that might have been annoying. But it wasn't about that. It was about me and where I was coming from and how I was being. And then the next question was, okay, how am I feeling? Well, I am feeling agitated. I am feeling on edge. Mm-hmm. Okay, why am I feeling that way? Like, So now it's not... And that is huge because clearly, like, and then that continued. It wasn't an immediate fix, but I could at least recognize before I took it out on this external thing. And that's the whole thing. Like that is, that's kind of the whole thing is like being aware of how our actions are 
are coming to fruition. And that's like awareness and just having unintentional action is mindless Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be like the whole having the mindset or being mindful it's not the flowing robes sort of like pie in the sky kind of zen like it's just fucking paying attention right and i i i I say that not being like accusatory to say that people aren't paying attention but like the essence is looking at the energy behind the action and I feel very, very strongly about trying to come up with ways in which that can be experienced. Somebody, so, so we have a practice group finishing up. They're the last, probably forever, <laughs> the last group to have a formal start and finish date. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But they were coming up. So this thing, and there was a client, there was a, um, um, a participant who was in China during this thing, like before, you know, the, yeah. like in January. Say. So this group is finishing on up. And uh, one of the guys was like, you know, I think that a lot of this stuff is really good if it's caught, not taught. I was like, that's a really cool way of putting it because it's, you know, experienced. It's through interaction. It's not just like sitting here saying, here's the concept. Now, right, like, right. like, like, you know, neoing you in the uh, the matrix kind of thing or uploaded and complete. Like, it's not, it's not a function of that. You have to experience that. it. You have to experience it. And so looking at the energy behind the actions, the intention behind the actions, while not having it be perfect, the perfect plan that doesn't consider the human being, where then all it does is look at the action. So it's this, it's this interesting cycle, I think, of, um, of intention and execution uh, that that is is being mindful. It, you know, it's not having the running water and the you know, music and the, sure. the, the, yeah. the chill thing. Like you could be mindful while being like. Totally sh- unaware and checked out. Well, what? no, I mean, you can be doing those things. What's interesting about that is you can have the running water and sitting on a pillow, crisscross applesauce and not be present or aware at all. So that's not synonymous. With right. And you can be mindful while being Active, actively yeah. engaged and aggressive and, and, and getting yeah. after it. And I think that, you know, that's really the, the the cool stuff. Different types of getting after it type things are going to create yeah, you know, different, different stimulus, experiences, yeah. which is. And today um, was for sure that it is a really great combination of like, it is hard. It is overwhelming, but that was a really great experience. It taught me a lot. And what's funny is I've done that workout multiple times. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I feel, you know, it was, it was a different experience because who I am is different now than it was when I did it the last time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the coaching. See how I did that? Just turn this podcast into a coaching session. I do see how I did that, how you did that. (laughs) You made up for it by catching the camera as it was. Yeah. Timbo, timbering down. You with your neck, you wouldn't have been able to be nimble. You just swash it. Don't rule me out. <laughs> All right. So. I mean, that was good. It, it, we shifted a little bit because of that experience today. I think it was like kind of fresh and. Yeah. You I just finished. I think it was you. Obviously, I could tell you had an experience. So it'd be cool to capture some of that and and all of that. So. Alrighty. See you guys next week. Next week.